Welcome back to Cato Daily Podcast. I'm Anastasia Glova. Today is January 2nd, and this is the first podcast of the new year. Today we'll talk to Cato's Executive Vice President David Bowes about his thoughts on what 2007 in politics will bring. What are your thoughts for the new year in politics? What do you think the Democrats have in store for us? The Democrats got a lot of votes from libertarian and independent voters in 2004 and especially in 2006. But they got these votes mostly just by not being the Republicans. They didn't really offer anything to libertarian-leaning voters. They just weren't the Republicans, and that was good enough. So now the Republicans have put 15% of the electorate, the libertarian block, out on the table. And now the Democrats are in control of Congress, so they have a chance to lock these voters in. But I don't see much evidence that they're going to. They're not stepping up to the plate to do something about the war. They are not doing much about the Republican abuses of civil liberties, and they're talking about lots of new spending programs. They keep saying they're fiscally conservative, but they're talking about lots of new spending programs. So I think the Democrats are going to drive these voters away in their first few months, and libertarian voters are going to once again be stuck in the middle between the big spending, big government Democrats and the Republicans who have also become a big government party. So I'm not sure exactly where we go after that. Don't you think that comparatively the Democrats will run a much more balanced budget than what the Republicans have wrought in recent years? I don't think the Democrats will run a balanced budget, but it's possible that the combination of a Democratic Congress and a Republican president will. That's what happened in the 90s. It's not that Clinton wanted to balance the budget. It's that The Republican Congress wouldn't pass Clinton's boondoggles, and Clinton vetoed some of the Republican boondoggles, and we ended up with less spending. So it's possible the Democrats will pass spending programs and President Bush will veto them. But he hasn't vetoed anything yet, at least not a spending bill. So he's got to start using the veto, and if that happens, then we might see some spending restraint. Now, Bush has suggested a troop increase in Iraq. How do you think that's going to fly in the new Congress? Well, Congress won't be happy about it, but it isn't really up to Congress. Bush can do that on his executive authority. Congress could tell him not to, but they're not going to. I am not convinced that Bush is going to do this, and I think that a year from now we're going to be having this conversation again, and we're going to be talking about Iraq, and we're going to be looking back on a 2007 that was very much like 2006. We are going to have continued another year of not winning and not losing, and a 100 American troops a month dying, and hundreds of Iraqis dying every month in the violence, and we're going to be debating whether it's an insurgency or a civil war, and we're going to be debating whether we should send more troops or start withdrawing, and the whole year will have shown no progress. That's my pessimistic outlook. You've talked about what Congress won't do. Now, what policies do you think Congress will pass? Well, I think they're clearly going to pass an increase in the minimum wage. The president has endorsed that, so it's going to happen. And I think that when they increase the minimum wage, some low-skilled workers will lose their jobs, or maybe some new jobs won't be created for low-skilled workers. But you know, there's 150 million jobs in the United States, so it may be difficult for economists to find the jobs that don't exist because of this. It may be too small for economists to be able to point to Congress and say, look, you cost people jobs. But I think we can be pretty sure that if they increase the minimum wage, some people will lose their jobs. The Democratic Congress will probably let Bush's tax cuts expire, the ones that have not been made permanent, and that will be bad for the economy. 
there's going to be a lot of talk. Elites on both left and right are going to tell us over the coming year that we need to raise gas taxes for a variety of reasons. But this is one where the American people don't want higher gas taxes, and I don't think elected officials are actually going to pass a gas tax increase. It's silly to try to make presidential predictions so early in the game, but if you had to make one wild card prediction, what would you say is going to happen in 2007? Well, before we get to the wild cards, let's talk a little bit about where things are. What I'm struck by in the Democratic Party is that all the candidates who might have challenged Hillary Clinton from a somewhat less big government position have dropped out. Mark Warner and Evan Bayh, they might have been more moderate on economic issues. Russell Feingold might have criticized her on civil liberties issues. He's opposed to free speech. That's why he passed the McCain-Feingold bill. But he is a defender of some other civil liberties. He was a critic of the Patriot Act, for instance. Now those candidates are all gone. And all the remaining candidates, Obama, John Edwards, maybe Al Gore, they look like they'll be criticizing Hillary from the big government left. They'll be saying she isn't big government enough. So that's a bizarre thing. Hillary Clinton is Ms. Big Government, and there are going to be people complaining she's not socialist enough. What might be the most interesting thing to happen in politics during 2007 is Hillary Clinton's best political strategist is her husband, who is the best politician in America. But I would predict that during 2007, Bill Clinton will do something embarrassing that will hurt his wife's campaign. Maybe it'll be small, maybe it'll be big, but this is like the sword of Damocles for her. She's got this great strategist, she's got the fact that he was president is what makes her a presidential candidate, and yet every time the phone rings, she must worry about what they're going to say about what Bill's done today. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.